0: You're tuned into Inside Lowell, Inside Lowell Podcast, brought to you in part by Washington Savings Bank, serving the greater Lowell community for over 130 years. Make the switch now to Washington Savings Bank. Reverie 73, Lowell's number one cannabis shop. Elevate your cannabis experience at Reverie 73. Hafner's, heating and cooling homes and businesses for nearly a century. Hafner's it kicks and by boston north company restaurant and retail solutions for your business that's boston north and now time for another inside lowell podcast inside lowell if lowell is your home this is your place Welcome back, everybody, to another Inside Lowell podcast. I am your host, Teddy Panos, coming to you from the Inside Lowell studios, here in beautiful, historic downtown Lowell, today we're going to introduce you to a candidate for Lowell City Council, or for Lowell City Council a uh, challenger, challenging Mayor Sokari Chow in the Lower Highlands District of Lowell. We're going to bring him on in. First, I want to just thank all of you for joining us here on this podcast, and we thank you for being a regular part of our audience here at Inside Lowell, which just last week crossed the 100,000-person threshold on our website that's right less than a year old over 100,000 people unique people individual people have already been to our website over 400,000 of you have seen something that we've posted on Facebook so we're thank you for helping be a part of our success and we welcome you to this podcast as well want to also welcome in our guest here this morning we are recording it on Monday morning August 7th 2023 Justin Ford he is a candidate for Lowell city council good morning Justin how are you man good morning Teddy thank you for having me great to have you here um uh rainy day out there, but uh, you've got <laughs> yeah. that big smile on your face. You're, <laughs> yeah, rain Rain's not a problem. For me. Not a problem, <laughs> except when you're out there knocking doors yeah, trying yeah, to meet yeah, your exactly. constituents, right? Exactly. <laughs> so so you ran in 2021 first uh, first election under the existing system, the new system here in Lowell, that's kind of a hybrid of eight districts, three at-large seats. Yeah. You ran, ironically, the, the exact same race you're running now against Sokari Chow. Then he was an incumbent councillor, now incumbent mayor. How is 2023 going to be any different for you uh, as a candidate? And also, how do you see the campaign playing out this time around?
1: Thank you, Teddy. For, uh, thank you, first, I want to thank you for having me, uh, and congratulations on that 100000 threshold. <laughs> thank That's you. That's great. Um, so what would be different about my election this time around in my campaign is um, I, I've heard a lot. The first time I ran uh, back in 2021, I heard the concerns in the district, and um, I built my campaign around that. Uh, after the campaign ended, I decided to work at Cambodian Mutual Assistance Association as a civic engagement coordinator. So my job was literally getting out there to make sure people get out there and vote and to know who's running for the offices in local districts, such as the state rep race, where actually I interviewed all three candidates running for uh, the state rep race for Cambodian Mutual Assistance Association, because we have a huge population of Cambodians, obviously, in that district. And that's a majority of the people that Cambodian Mutual Assistance serves, but they also serve the entire population as a whole. But um, during my time working there, um, I learned a lot from the community and then the different types of concerns and needs. And I'll, one of the biggest things I would say is I, I learned housing is still a, a top issue, and that's why it's still a top issue on one of the things I'm running on. Um, and then also I, I can see that this, this new system that has been set up, district representation, is is working great in uh, other districts. I can see that uh, Centerville, for uh, for instance, has more of a say in their process and I see South Lowell getting more of a say in, in their process and so I want to continue that success in, in our district and I, I see that there's a lot of need for uh, change and in, in- and growth in our, in our district, so that's right. why I'm running.
0: You you made an interesting comment there. You see that the new system of government is working great in other districts. Yeah. Do you believe it's not working in yours? Yes, I, I don't believe it's working in my district. And is that any the system itself, or is that obvious? Is that going to be because um, of the opponent that you're running against?
1: I I think it, it has to probably do with the fact that my my opponent that I'm running against. Um, when when we're running for um, office and campaigning and stuff like that, it's important to listen to the voices on the ground and stuff like that. And one of the things that we, um, one of the issues on the ground was making a sister city, the mayor and um, Paul Rathayem both motioned to, um, both counselors motioned to make a sister city relationship with Cambodia. And um, that that wasn't a good decision to make because the overwhelming uh, community was against it. Um, There wasn't one person who went up in favor and spoke for it. If you go back and watch that clip, but there were about 100 people who were there in, in opposition, and of, of at least 10 spoke in opposition. I was one of those people who spoke in opposition of making a sister city relationship with Badabong or Phnom Penh, Cambodia, because that government is a corrupt government. It's a dictatorship. And we cannot be making t- uh, political connections or ties with those types of countries. And that's something you should know as a counselor um, representing Cambodians. But also, as a Cambodian American yourself, you, uh, you should know that.
0: Okay, uh, I, I want to push back on that because I heard you talk about that in in your radio interview. You mentioned the fact that everybody who spoke that night, a dozen people,
1: yes, were
0: that. in opposition, and there were other people that were kind of gathered there. This this whole uh, Cambodian government issue has been an issue for a while. It didn't just pop up with the sister city agreement, correct?
1: Oh, I mean, but a- the government has been uh, control the prime minister has been in charge for 38 years okay um,
0: but but in Lowell politics it's been an issue this one of oh, the yeah, main mean, reasons that a group of cambodians southeast Asians opposes ratty mom as state rap and Sokari cha I mean I'm not, that matter, I'm not right?
1: into all that um, you know I'm just talking about the issues that directly affect the constituents and that's an issue
0: right But okay yeah. so that's an issue but you say that it was tone deaf of the mayor is that yeah to, yes, to I, not hear that issue okay yes you ran against that same mayor though in 2021 yes and the results were it was it wasn't close it was what 75 percent, 25 percent, 74 26 something like that uh, about that yes so how come i can't look at that result and say you know maybe that district Likes where Sokari Chow stands. Maybe they supported that. Now, I'm not saying that's the mm-hmm. case, but if we're going to go by 12 speakers at a city council meeting, well, I can say, look, you got 74, 75% of the voters said we like this guy over you. Is that an indication that, that's, that maybe that's how the community really feels? No,
1: I mean, I think you see the indication of how the community feels when they came out and spoke up against it. I mean, just because they, whatever their vote was in 20, 2021, their voice, they made their voice heard uh, in April about how they felt about that situation. So, I mean, this, the constituents vote how they voted. but Is it possible uh, issue...
0: that some people don't come to speak at city council meetings but feel a different way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What's the by the way, what is the makeup? What is the breakdown of Cambodian Southeast Asian voters in your district? Uh, what's what percentage do we know? Cuz it's one of the majority minority districts. I don't districts, know right? the
1: exact percentage off the top of my head, but yeah, it's a it, good good majority. Okay. Yeah. It's a majority uh, minority district right. as well, so.
0: So, but you you firmly feel that the community backs you on this or the Southeast Asian community backs your point of view on this issue over over the main?
1: I'm backing their point of view. I'm backing the the community's point of view the community reached out to me and asked you know asked me to speak up in favor of this in in, in their de- in their defense on this motion
0: so. okay um tomorrow night the city council's having a a huge vote on uh adus uh, it's the second time we think they're going to have that vote and they're actually not they're gonna <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> have to go back to another uh another seven day review or whatever the legalities of it are. But uh, let's assume that the vote takes place tomorrow night or two weeks from tomorrow night. If you are sitting on that city council, how do you vote on the ADU ordinance? Uh,
1: thank you for that question. The <laughs> ADUs, um, affordable housing is, is a huge piece of why I'm running. And so um, I currently see that ADUs as a solution to part of that problem that we're currently facing. Um, but I do also hear the constituents' concerns about changing the character of their neighborhood. And obviously that's a concern. So when in the process of making sure that this ADU um, ordinance becomes an ordinance, yes, I, I am listening to what the constituents concerns are and stuff like that. I haven't looked at the most recent draft, but I'll be looking at that later on today. And, and I most likely will be speaking um, in favor tomorrow in in favor of the motion. And if there's any changes that needs to be made, you know, I, I will I will speak up in favor of those changes that need to be made. Um, I think people do see a problem with ADUs, but I think that's one great way to keep the character, the makeup still the same because you don't need to build um, new apartment complexes or anything. You're just adding on an additional space inside that home. And some... Homes already have those spaces already there. They just need to be mm-hmm. compliant with the with the ordinance.
0: So you are a yes vote on ADUs. Are there any changes that are that haven't been put yet on the ordinance that you would support?
1: I haven't looked at the current um, edit, so I can't uh, let you know what what those changes are off the top of my head.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, you also talked uh, an awful lot about uh homelessness the housing situation city you mentioned you know affordable housing is one of your uh, issues there and you talked about yes. it in the ADU debate you've been very outspoken in your belief that this city council has not properly addressed the homelessness issue um is that still the case do you believe they've made strides in recent months since uh since kind of the, we this first became a hot button issue oh, go back to last fall when it really kind of exploded i think mm-hmm. on the council floor.
1: um well I can say uh, as of recent, you know, I do see a little bit of a change in the, in the right direction. Um, I, I believe that when it comes to the encampments that they do need to come down and that needs to be done in a safe way, in a way that we, we take respect as well for those people who are living there, you know, making sure we store the, their, their things and things like that. Um, I think that's something that we should be doing when we're um, taking down these encampments. There is a public safety risk to people. Um, and yes, it's, it's not healthy to have those encampments. So I want to get people into living quarters and I want people to get treatment for their addictions. If they do have that,
0: Uh, how, how do you propose folks get moved into living quarters, safe living quarters that some that don't want, I don't want to say don't want to, but for whatever reason, don't have the ability to make the decisions that would allow them. To get into those quarters, because there, there's obviously nobody wants to see anybody homeless. So I think we can all a- agree on that. Yeah. Uh, but there is a certain segment of that population that we're kind of battling over now: the the tent city, the encampments, where for a number of reasons, mental health issues, addiction issues. Uh, cannot be in any type of long-term housing it's a it's a safety issue there certain housing uh you know even rehab uh you know drug addiction rehab uh places have certain rules that the first the cardinal rule is no drug use allowed if you bring drugs into the facility or drug paraphernalia it, it's over there and that's done for the safety of everybody else in that home I've yet to hear anybody come up with a creative solution for for that other than, you know, they can forced confinement or or put them into some facility, whether it's a, a prison or some type of old school uh, treatment facility that they used to have. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Because I know this is something you've yeah, thought yeah, enough, no, a lot about. Yeah,
1: the homelessness issue is something I'm very passionate about. Like, I've, I've been outspoken about how I've been affected by homelessness myself when I was a child. And so uh, I know there's a, there's a plethora of reasons why people become homeless, and that's why I'll never, like, it's not one issue. It, it's, it's a plethora of issues. <laughs> so when, it, when we're tackling the, the homeless issue, issue, we need to bring everybody to the table. We need to be using our state legislators. We need to be working with our local nonprofits and things like that. Uh, but we also need to look at, okay, um, what new solutions do we need to put in place? I think that does uh, taking a look at what type of things were done in the past and why we're at the point we are now um so yeah looking at different solutions for that
0: do you believe the the state and, and even the federal government have done enough to help communities like I, I Lowell don't, who are grappling with this
1: i don't think they've done enough i think we definitely need more help from our state legislators especially knowing that we're an urban population and we're a gateway city we we should be getting more funding for t- these types of issues
0: okay uh economic development are you happy with uh, the way your district is uh, has kind of progressed in terms of uh, a place that is uh attractive to businesses to locate or a lot fosters an environment where they can succeed
1: uh, well we have a lot of great um, businesses in my district you know some that I, I like to go to all the time um, but um, I, and I've seen some new, new locations open up, but I think uh, we need to talk about growth and I think that does t- economic growth specifically let's talk about the branch street area um to to get real good economic growth we need to upgrade the streets we need to upgrade the sidewalks um when you're going down I, i've seen people you know literally drive into the road <laughs> i mean uh, use their wheelchair in the road mm-hmm. because the sidewalks aren't you know safe enough for them to ride mm-hmm. on and that's a concern so that's not going to be a big attraction for someone wanting to open a new business right um and then also working with the commun- the businesses to make them take advantage of our economic opportunities because we have money from ARPA funding and stuff like that for storefront re- uh, revitalization. And we need to make sure these communities take, um, take take partnership in these programs that are available, but they don't because they don't know that they're available. And I think uh, Cambodian Mutual Assistance Association is doing a great uh, lead on that right now by actually going out to the community and telling, hey, these are the programs that are available. You can trust it. And it's coming from the city.
0: Uh, do you feel people are in in that district are taking advantage of these opportunities because they have I, I know the city's made a concerted effort. Uh, they had public hearings, they've been trying to get it out in multiple languages the, using the CMAA and using some Hispanic groups as well. Do you believe that uh, do you believe that folks are taking advantage of these opportunities? I
1: think it's going to take more time for people to get um, to trust trust because I mean coming around and you know getting something offered for the first time, you're, you're going to be like, okay, what's the catch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then all the scams these days too, right? You don't want to be part of a scam. So there's going to be those initial um, things that are going to keep you, hold you back. But I think continuously going out into the community and offering these, these programs, I think will translate to some good change.
0: What other issues are you bringing up in the campaign or are you hearing as you go door to door again?
1: Um, another issue that, that I'm bringing up in the campaign is, um, is working for more green spaces, um, and direct representation, so um, more more green, uh, green energy investments, stuff like that. So um, when we look in the Highlands community, we are in a heat island, which means that due to the lack of tree canopies and stuff like that, the area gets hotter in the summertime, and um, it's a concern health-wise, as well as um, just comfortability, right? Um, you want to be able to walk throughout the district comfortably but some days it's really hard to do that especially with the sun beaming down on you with no real shading Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a concern for people just just getting getting about in their daily
0: have uh some folks will say well if you have to tackle the housing the affordable housing thing you've got to build more housing yes. more affordable housing yes, we do you build more housing you're taking away from potential <laughs> green space and this goes by the adu thing as well you've heard this a lot people say well if you need more off-street parking for these for these units and you're going to mandate it then that means you're probably going to pave over you know dirt lawns somewhere so it, it's a it's a challenging issue how, how do you balance that
1: it is challenging um and it, it will be a big challenge to balance that. But. Um I mean, what do we say we don't house people because because we we want more green space no we're, we're going to be able to we have to balance it in some way, shape or form, and I think going up is, is the next solution in terms of building
0: mm-hmm. uh, the ARPA money just get back to that one uh one last point on this end. Uh, do you believe the city did a good job distributing that money and allocating it to the priorities how What would you have liked to have seen different if if anything
1: um I I think for the most part, I'm satisfied with how the ARPA money went out. I think uh, having those community listening sessions uh, really did help play a role in that. Um, I'm especially happy with how much the fire department received. Um, I think it's always important that we take care of the fire department, especially with the lack of care in the years prior. So that was one of the things that was really uh, happy to me because I did hear that in my first time around running about the lack of changes in affordability. and things for the fire department. So I was happy to see that was one of the things, but um, yeah, I think the upper money was spent in, in some good ways.
0: Okay. Lastly, uh, have, you, you've set up, I assume your Facebook page already. Yes. Do you have a website. How do yes. folks find out more about your candidacy?
1: Uh, people can find out more about my candidacy by going to justinfordlowell.com. Um, you can go to my Facebook and Instagram pages, Uh, TikTok is all connected through my website, JustinFordLowell.com. So that's where you can find more about me and my campaign. (laughs) I
0: have to tell you, you're the first candidate who's told me you have a TikTok. page but that's uh just seeing yeah. from my younger friends and, and, hey, a good way and way to nephews, reach out yes. that's what the young generation is uh is looking at
1: uh, and being a young person that's exactly what i'm trying to connect i want young people to pay attention to politics and get in uh get invested in their own city right now so that's why
0: I'm... can i ask you that while i have you here um because yes. i know that's a goal of yours why aren't young people, th- th- there's been efforts for, well, long before you were born, probably before I was born, to get younger people engaged in the process. And it just no I'll matter you, what, it doesn't what... seem to work. What, what are we doing wrong? What are we not doing to reach out to, to younger voices?
1: So, I mean, I think the reaching out is, is, isn't the problem. It's, it's keeping the promises. I think a lot of us young people get dis, disengaged when we get into the process, get energized, Get behind the candidate, and then that candidate doesn't live up to the promises, and that's that that that's that's the work. You have to live up to your promises, and and I will ask constituents to hold me accountable for what I say while I'm on the campaign trail, for what I say out there, and that's what you need to do. I mean, you you can't be disengaged just because sometimes you know uh, a candidate doesn't live up to the word. Get a new candidate in, into there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually I, li- I like that answer. It's it's the politician's fault. They they get into office and then kind of forget what they ran on yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh justin ford thank you so much for joining us here on inside lul good luck to you on the campaign trail hopefully we'll be able to set up a debate with you and and mayor chow as well as we go through the campaign season all right and thank all of you for joining us here as well I am your host, Teddy Panos, here at Inside Lowell. Uh, Check out this podcast, all of our podcasts, online at insidelowell.com. As we like to say, if Lowell is your home, Inside Lowell is your place. Till next time, stay safe, everybody.